Welcome, brothers and sisters, to Mormon Movie Reviews, where LDS movie lovers belong. My name is DBase, and today is October 7, 2022. This is episode 33, where we will be reviewing Summer of Decision, 1962. Running time is 26 minutes. Your synopsis, the relationship between state college students Bill and Nancy becomes long distance after he transfers to Eastern University, after which he starts doubting his Mormon faith. Bill proposes marriage, but Nancy insists upon a temple marriage. This review works best if you've seen this film before, though that is not required, and spoiler alert. Let's turn on the subtitles, and uh, let's get things going. Uh, now, this is an LDS Department of Education presents. You don't see that too often. Summer of Decision. Now, this is based upon the original story, which was put into the Improvement Era. Now, the Improvement Era used to be an official church publication up until, I believe, 1970. So just a few years after this was done. And this was based off of uh, the first counselor in the Murray South State Presidency, G. Morris Rowley. And this is the era of youth. And we're going to come back to this uh, a little bit more later, but it is based off of this particular publication. Now, here we get to see Steve Campbell here, who is playing Bill Young. Uh, but he's trying to make himself look good by, but you can't put, uh, what is the saying? Can't put lipstick on a pig? I think that's the saying. This is a Wetzel Whitaker production. Yeah. Hello, I'm Bill Young. Is Nancy at home? Oh, yes. She said someone was coming by. Come in. I'm uh, Nancy's father. Thank you. This is obviously a BYU motion picture studio set right here. And there's Have Steve. Seat. Have a seat. Sit down. I said sit. Good boy. Well, young man, I understand you intend to take out my daughter. Yeah, just a quick weekend in Vegas. Done it a hundred times with a hundred chicks. No biggie. I'd hope to, sir. Do I know your father? Sure, he runs the liquor store over on 7th Avenue, the one with the smoke shop in the back. I imagine so, sir. He has his own accounting firm up in the Weldon building. Hmm. What does he do in the church? He's an assistant nursery greeter. Actually, he's an assistant to the nursery greeter. Well, he used to be the second counselor in the bishopric, sir. But they released him when we moved here. Hi, Bill. This is our first look at Dano Rosado, who plays Nancy, and she has done uh, this film and I believe only uh, one other church film, And Should We Die, which is which was shot in black and white, by the way. Pete Campbell here, who plays the part of Bill, he hasn't done any other church films that I'm aware of. Daddy? Nancy? Has Daddy kept you entertained, Bill? Oh, I'll say. <laughs> I'll bet. Daddy used to be a United States district attorney, and everyone who comes to take me out gets cross-examined. Shall we go? She says that everyone who's come to her house gets cross-examined. How many boyfriends have you had, my friend? How many? Oh, Bill. Now, here's a few Trojans, Bill, just in case. You have no idea how many boyfriends have been over here. Better safe than sorry. 
I'd like you to write your name and phone number on this piece of paper. Also, your social security number, any known aliases, and your stake president's pager number in case I have any questions that I can't answer about you by uh, looking on my LDS member tools app. Oh, Daddy. Also, the address of the place you and Nancy are going and your estimated time of returning. You know, for a district attorney, he sure seems to have a poor memory. Good night, sir. Good night, sir. Uh, we're going to be staying tonight at the Bellagio on the Vegas Strip, so uh, I guess we'll see you on Monday morning. Kind of late, though. We like to sleep in. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Good night, Bill. Have a good time, you two. And for God's sake, don't forget those prophylactics I gave you. Ooh, Mormon first base achieved. That normally takes dozens of dates and months of waiting. Uh, shorts here they, these would get him kicked out of the BYU testing center faster than he could say hashtag Lamanite generation he's really a great kid though Terry and we had all kinds of fun but believe it or not her father made me sign for it just like a library book <laughs> an LDS father treating his daughter like a piece of property absolutely shocking <laughs> that's not all when I took her home he was waiting on the porch for <laughs> And I shook her hand, and he took her in. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is what constitutes an LDS kiss and tell. Wait, is that a liar? Nancy is one happening laurel. I could stay here and finish my junior and senior years at State, but everyone says Eastern's a far better university when it comes to their upper division science. Hopefully that's a light beer. And there's not much of a choice to be made, is there? Well, it means I'll be living away from home, and I won't be able to see you like I want to. We both agreed your education came first. Well, of course, if I do go to Eastern, I'll have to get a job. I can't expect Mom and Dad to put me through school, especially when I could stay here and finish college with you. Well, at least if you're working, I won't have to worry about you taking all those other college girls out. Now, Nancy, she's had plenty of boyfriends, and I guess uh, Bill... Yeah, he's loaded with chicks as well. These guys are uh, these guys are like swingers, man. Some real progressive stuff for the 1960s. The girls at Eastern? Why, Nancy, they're all dragons. That's Dragonville, USA. Now, I know I'm a little bit older, and I don't understand, Bill, all of his Instagram references. But never fear, though. I looked it up. I Googled this. Uh, Dragonville, USA. Hot dragon girls to kindle it. I think this is what he's referencing. Not 100% sure on that, but hey. You're welcome, okay? Oh, some nice, pretty dragons right there. Dear Nancy, it seems like such a long time ago that I wrote you that I'm almost ashamed of myself. Pay attention, Bill. Your parents are paying good money for this. And Eastern is so different from what State College was. The whole atmosphere is different here. Oh, there is one interesting thing I'll have to tell you about. On Fridays, Professor Bartlett, you know, that sociology professor I told you about in my last letter. He invites some of us over to his apartment to discuss all kinds of things. Hopefully the latest general conference talks, best articles from the improvement era, and how the Ensign Peak stock portfolio is performing. Politics, religion, world affairs, philosophy, and evolution. Did he say evolution? Oh, no. Anything but evolution, please. Not evolution. Anything but that. Like that. Things like that. It's really been fascinating. 
We talk about things that I've never even given a thought to before. And frankly, I never realized until now how sheltered I've been. I mean, the dude's got a pipe. I believe that is what Elder Boyd K. Packer said was one of the three great dangers of the church. Not sure. I thought I was pretty sophisticated until I was asked to join this discussion group. They don't pull any punches. I'm the only Mormon that's been invited. But thank God not the only white straight guy who was invited. Well, as far as we know. And I'll tell you, when it comes to religion, I've had some real defending to do. I don't know. It keeps coming back to that. Yes, but I don't know. Well, that's the way I look at it. How can you say that? How can you even propose such a thing? There's nothing wrong with a proposal like that. Now, what's all this disputation about? Well, we were just discussing some of the aspects of Mormon culture with Bill. Oh, yes, a very interesting phenomenon in the Mormon church. When you read the article on the improvement era, that's supposed to be Dr. Goldstein on the right, who is a young agnostic from uh, from New York. To their kids go on a church mission for two years and they do this for free. That's where Bill should be right now on his mission, not mixing it up with these so-called intellectuals. That's true. And not only do they expect them to spend two years as unpaid missionaries, they don't even preach to the heathens. They preach to the rest of the world, people who already have religions of their own. Is that right, Bill? Nah, we preach to anyone who can afford to pay a full tithing and is willing to scrub toilets on Sundays. 10% plus all your heart. Well, yes. You have a peculiar church all around, haven't you, man? I mean, I don't understand the connections between your religious beliefs and all these restrictions you Mormons have on what you should eat and drink. It's pretty simple. We follow the dietary suggestions of an early 19th century New England treasure hunter and convicted glassloker, as later interpreted by that font of ethical wisdom, the uber-polygamous Brigham Young. Are we clear? It's archaic. The idea that a man must restrain himself from the pleasures of food and drink, the relaxing effects of a before-dinner cocktail. Silence, ye fiend of the eternal pit! In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you and command you to be still. I will not live another minute and hear such language. See such talk or you or I die this instant. Well, there are some other religions that have health codes. It isn't only the Mormons. Of course, there are modifying forces at work. I'm sure Bill knows Mormons who have abandoned these ideas. Absolutely, and they're currently burning in outer darkness. And it's possible that the church will eventually modify its stand in this regard. Sure, why not? I mean, BYU now offers caffeinated beverages on campus. Hashtag major progress. I've been thrown into a real daze by all of this. I've tried to defend the church, but the whole group makes me feel so uninformed, so naive that it isn't funny. I'll tell you truthfully, man, I'm not so sure of the church as I once was. Hey, forget Eastern, forget the state school. Bill needs to transfer to BYU ASAP. Amen. Oh, sorry. Oh, and don't forget the Institute Social Friday after the game. Let's see if we can't get every LDS kid in school to come out. Johnny, you bring the keg, and Mary, you bring the shrooms. Hashtag 420. That's all. Brother Wagner? Yes? May I speak to you for a moment? Surely, Nancy. What is it? It's my 
this boy I know, he transferred to Eastern University, and, well, he just doesn't sound like the same boy I knew. What do you mean? Just this. I'll tell you truthfully, man, I'm not so sure of the church as I once was. I think he's losing his testimony, Brother Wagner, and I don't know what to do about it. What I would suggest here is uh, an exorcism. The power of Christ compels you. Worth a shot. Do you know if he attends church regularly? I don't really know. We don't have an LDS Institute of Religion at Eastern. Probably because they're a bunch of pipe-smoking, guitar-strumming, evolution-believing, cocktail-drinking, white-and-delightsome agnostics. But at least they're not gay. So maybe it's a wash. I don't believe we have a Deseret Club there either. What's a Deseret Club? When we don't have enough LDS students at a university or college to have an institute of religion, we sometimes start a Deseret Club. This is so the Mormon students can meet together and keep in touch with the church. Exchange pamphlets about important church doctrine, like why blacks can't go into the temple and how to avoid satanically inspired interracial marriages. I'll tell you what. The next time he comes to town, why don't you have him drop by and see me? I may not be able to help him, but I'd at least like to talk to him. I'll also give him a pamphlet about the dangers of touching his little factory. All right. I'd appreciate that. Thank you, Brother Wagner. You're welcome, Nancy. Hey, wait a minute. Was he checking her out? Wait, we got to back that up. Hold on. Check this out. Look at this. Look at this. Watch Brother Wagner here. You're welcome. Look at that. Look at. Whoa, he, he copped a look there. He looks like he's lining up his next polygamous wife. Hashtag Fanny Alcher for the win. Bill! Hey, hands off the hottie, dude. So good to see you. So we see. Well, Mr. Sheffield, how are you? Well, as well as can be expected for a man starving to death on Thanksgiving Day. Bill, I waited and waited for your call. I thought you'd be home last night. Nah, I had a hot date last night with a rockin' cougarette. She had a body like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> but I'll tell you and your pops about that later. Well, I had to wait for a ride to finish an exam, and we got off a little late. But we hurried as fast as we could, though. Are we still going to the game? State versus Eastern? You bet. If you like, I have a couple of extra tickets on the winning side. Well, I didn't know you were an Eastern supporter, sir. Eastern? Why, son, Eastern University never fielded a team in their whole existence that could equal state's water boys. Wait till you hear the score. Okay, let's <laughs> hear it. California 13, Oregon 12. And closer to home, Eastern University 28, State College 3. So Eastern University wins the football game. So much for the power of discernment. I'll never forget to look on Daddy's face. He was so certain State would win. It's been wonderful, man. If only days like this could go on forever. But pretty soon, I'll be working 80 hours a week in a mindless, white-collar, soul-sucking office job. I'll also have a big, important calling where I'll be gone most weekends and half the nights. You'll have five kids under the age of seven with practically no adult conversation. Of course, that's if everything goes according to plan. Hashtag Forever Families. Nancy, there's something I'd like to try and tell you. You're usually pretty good at saying what you think. Go ahead, I'll listen. Hey, babe, I'm hoping to get to third base in the back seat of this car. What are my chances? No way. More than you'll ever know. Oh, I miss baby. You too, Bill. 
I, I don't ever want to be away from you again. You mean you're going to stay here and finish college next semester? Well, I think you know what I mean. It begins with, I love you. Oh. And I want to be with you. I don't want to be with anyone else. Nancy, I just can't be happy without you. I think you did real well, Bill Young. This means you'll marry me? Wait a minute, marry me? He doesn't go down on one knee? That's not how you do it, dude. Yep, that's what it means. And that's all there is to it? No, that's just the beginning. We have to decide when, where, and how we're going to live. There are a million things like that. And then you've got to ask Daddy. Ask Daddy? On my hand in marriage, silly. Of course, you nincompoop. We're still living in an idealistic 1960s Mormon patriarchal society. Get a clue. Oh, yeah. He would expect that. This is William Young. You know, I've always wanted to get married on the same day as we go to the temple. Do you think we could? Uh, sure. Uh-oh. Well, I thought we might not go to the temple just yet, Nancy. Not go to the temple just yet? Oh, no. Not go to the temple? What do you mean? I'm just not sure anymore. Not sure about what? Well, before I go to the temple, there are a lot of questions I need someone to answer. I don't want to make those promises if I just don't believe. Is Bill a returned missionary? If you read the Improvement Era story, Bill is actually 18 here in high school and Nancy is 17, so it makes a lot more sense if you look at it through the Improvement Era article. Don't believe. I didn't mean that exactly. I've always believed in the church. But while I've been away, I've done a lot of thinking. That's exactly what Lucifer wants you to think, Bill. Hashtag Satan's plan. Stop thinking immediately. I'm just not as sure as I once was. All my life I've been taught that I should be married in the temple. I won't be married any other way. That's right, Nancy. Blind obedience. Do exactly what you've been told ever since you were a suckling infant by your all-white, all-male priesthood leadership. Stay on the covenant path. Don't get out of the ship, Zion. Never question. Never think. Never doubt. But I love you, Nancy. If you loved me, you wouldn't be talking like this. The implication is that marriage outside of the temple is not true love. You know, it's kind of sad that over 99% of the married people out there, they don't really love each other. But you don't seem to understand. I want to believe, but I just can't. Then I don't think we even ought to be discussing marriage. Bill, why don't you talk to your father or your bishop or someone? Or maybe like Sandra and Gerald Tanner. I know. You could talk to Brother Wagner. He's terrific. I bet he could tell us what to do. Who? Brother Wagner. He's the new instructor over at the Institute. Can't you see? It's so simple. All we need is a white male Mormon authority figure who can order us around. And besides, Brother Wagner's father-in-law is Elder Paul H. Dunn. I don't have to talk to anyone. Besides, Dr. Bartlett told us in sociology we should rely upon ourselves for our decisions. That way we become self-reliant. Oh, for heaven's sake. You mean that man you're always quoting in your letters told you that? This is the philosophies of men mingled with scripture. Where have I heard that before? He's a very brilliant man. So is Brother Wagner. I'll bet. The least you could do is talk to him. Thank you for a very pleasant evening, Mr. Young. 
Good night. Well, wait. I'll walk you to the door. No, I'd rather you didn't. I'm self-reliant, too. Okay, guys, so when's the big date here? <laughs> are we, wait a minute, are we still engaged? Honeymoon in Maui? Okay, okay, I'll settle for Park City. How about Midway? I know. You could talk to Brother Wagner. He's terrific. I bet he could tell us what to do. He's the new instructor over at the Institute. The least you could do is talk to him. You know, the Holy Spirit sounds exactly like Nancy. Hashtag who knew. And he's parking in the red zone. Look at that. Hey, you're illegally parked, man. Now, this scene here, it does not actually occur in uh, Rolly's story. And I'm speculating that the scene has been added in because Harold B. Lee wanted to emphasize the importance of institutes. Excuse me. I, excuse me. I guess I didn't hear you knock. Well, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Oh, well, I'm Eldon Wagner. You're, uh... Bill Young. Now, is there anything wrong? Nothing much. I just want to get married. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. I heartily recommend the institution. Get more than one wife if possible. Remember the teachings of Brigham Young, son. The only men who become gods, even the sons of gods, are those who enter into polygamy. Actually, I'd like to marry a girl you teach here, Nancy Sheffield. Nancy? That hot little number? Uh, she stocks my dreams every night. Or, um, never mind. Go on, son. But, well, she's all set for a temple marriage. And you're not? Well, no. I'm LDS, but... Don't you think it'd be all right if we were married first and then go to the temple for our endowments? Well, Bill here, he's definitely not a returned missionary. You know, I knew something was rotten in Denmark. He's practically a menace to society. And as far as garments are concerned, no garments, no thanks. Does Nancy think so, too? Well, no. It's just me, I suppose. But lately, I've had so many doubts about the church. We have yet to hear what any of his doubts actually are. There's nothing wrong with good, honest doubt. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Time out there, Brother Wagner. What? Nothing wrong with a, with a good, honest doubt? You know, that's a far cry from what I've been to, uh, told. I was told that you need to doubt your doubts. I'm getting mixed messaging here. Almost everyone goes through a period of doubting at one time or another. The thing that's wrong is in not doing anything about the doubts. Like what? Are you attending your priesthood and sacrament meetings? Uh-oh. Hey, you're not my bishop, pal. Bugger off. Well, no, not exactly. Bill! The nearest branch to Eastern's about 15 miles away. It's difficult to get there. Get there? Hey, buddy, do you have any idea how many miles the pioneers walked? How many of them paid the ultimate sacrifice? Have you ever even heard of the Willie and Martin Handcart companies? Get there! Bill... When a person is baptized, he covenants with the Lord that he will keep his commandments. That's right, Bill. When you were an innocent eight-year-old little boy, your parents forced you into making a binding promise for the rest of your life with Almighty God, including getting married in an LDS temple. Capiche? 
Well, I haven't done anything so very wrong. I'm sure you haven't. But we've been commanded to do certain things. And when we neglect these, the Spirit of the Lord withdraws from us. That's when these doubts take over. That's why we advise college students to go to school where there's an institute. Still here, he can't have any actual doubts about church doctrine, church history, the nature of God, the genesis of evil in the world. No, 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 no. His so-called doubts are tied to something as simple as attending church and priesthood meetings, which we've been informed is only 15 minutes from his college campus. Hashtag lazy learner. Then you have a chance to balance your academic training with close religious ties to your church. Makes sense. I mean, you definitely want to balance out your schoolwork with perpetual indoctrination. Do you think that's what's keeping me from being married in the temple? The main thing that keeps anyone from being married in the temple is oneself. Yeah, is oneself. That's what keeps you out of the temple, especially if you're black, gay, or trans. Their attitude. Have you talked this over with your bishop? No, I haven't. He's the one you really ought to take into your confidence. I'm sure he can advise you as to what to do. Life used to be so simple. That's true, Bill. When you were seven years old, life was simple. But as soon as you turned eight, even though your brain was not fully formed and you really had no say in the matter, you made an unbreakable covenant with the Lord that would last for the rest of your life. Hashtag covenant path. This is apparently the next day. So they had the breakup. They had, well, I guess they're broken up, right? I mean, it doesn't sound like they're married anymore. They're not engaged. Uh, apparently, this is the next day after he had talked to Brother Wagner at the Institute. And this is yet another BYU Motion Picture Studio set. I can tell him from a mile away. What's interesting is in the actual story, Eastern College is only like 40 miles away. So it's not like he's that far away. <gasps> yes, Nancy? What are you doing, sleepyhead? I didn't keep you up that late last night. No, you didn't, but that stunning co-ed down the hall sure did. Well, we didn't have anything planned until this afternoon. And besides, it's only 6.30. 6.30 a.m., and Nancy has a full face of makeup, and she looks terrific. And that's after a sleepless night. You know, this reminds me of the church's 1965 for the Strength of Youth pamphlet, which was about to come out after this movie, um, Good Grooming. Looking well-groomed and immaculately clean are special characteristics which reflect the standards of the church. Not only should clothes be clean, but nails, skin, and hair should have the glow of health that bespeaks meticulous care and grooming. Personal cleanliness of body and cleanliness of one's clothing builds morale and a good name. In using makeup, girls should keep in mind that cosmetics are only to enhance their natural beauty. Excessive use of makeup should be avoided. It looks like Nancy here is just way ahead of the game, and she's just hitting it out of the park, babe. Way to go. I did a lot of thinking last night. I think I've worked everything out. Do you still want to marry me? Yes, but I... No buts. We can be married right away. I don't want to tell my folks because I don't want to go through all that business of explaining. Today? Man, these state co-eds sure are horny. Let's get let's get it going, Bill. 
Bill, Bill, step on the gas, buddy. Step on the gas. Take it from me. You don't want to let anything cool down at this moment. Let's go, buddy. Andale, andale. The field is white already to harvest. Hi there. Can you kids tell us if there's a Mormon church in this town? <laughs> that is the best line in the movie. Oh, man. Wait a minute. Mormon church? Major victory for Satan. How dare he say Mormon church? Watch it there. You know, this is a little known fact, by the way. I did a lot of research on this film. This kid right here is actually played by a young but very inspiring David A. Bednar. Mm -hmm. Do you know where it is? Over there someplace. Where? Well, do you know where? Over there someplace. Are we in a Matrix glitch? Where? We're getting nowhere fast. I mean, so they drive out to some town. They just knock on some random door and assume that the boy answering the door is a Mormon and knows who the bishop is. You know, that's the way things should be. And I have absolutely no you know problem where with the that. Yeah, right there. He's my father. Now, the story tells us that we're on our way to Vegas to get married, and this is some small town in Nevada. And isn't David A. Bednar adorable in that scene? What is wanted? Oh, sorry. Yes? Good morning. We, uh, does the bishop live here? Yes, my husband's Bishop Scott. What can we do for you? We'd like to be married. Well, come in. The bishop right now, he's on the phone with Kurt McConkie getting some advice about how to cover up a child sex abuse case. So you're going to need to wait. The bishop's out back. I'll go get him. Oh, ne never Thank mind. You. <laughs> you know, you really ought to bring your parents into this. Is there a factory somewhere that just turns out these white male Mormon authority figures? Because these guys, they're like, they're all starting to run together. It's like uh, Mr. Anderson on the Matrix movies. Don't you feel that they have a right to participate in your marriage plans? Yes, but my parents do approve of Bill. Still, your parents ought to be with you. They should be a part of your marriage. Excuse me for asking, but is there some reason why you've decided against a temple marriage? Actually, yes. We're uncomfortable performing warmed over quasi-Masonic rituals in a multi-million dollar mega castle in which we swear blood oaths and wear almost naked ponchos while creepy old folks touch us within inches of our genitals. Plus the fact that we're not able to know in advance what kind of promises we will be required to make before we go through the actual ceremony. Um, is that enough or should we go on? No, we just decided to delay it for a while, that's all. No, that's not right. We, well, I just felt that People shouldn't make any promises until they're sure. Bad call, Bill. You should be making eternal covenants whether you're ready to or not. Hashtag covenant path. If you truly love each other, then there's only one kind of marriage for you. And that's temple marriage. If you're not sure of that, then any other kind of marriage should be the farthest thing from your mind. If you get married outside of the temple, you don't truly love one another. So why bother? Bishop, if you refuse to marry us, would you please tell us where we could find a justice of the peace? Way to call us bluff, Billy boy.
Well, if you're still determined, I suppose it's better for me to perform the ceremony than a justice of the peace. I'll have to call Elmer down at the city hall and we'll make some arrangements. There are some papers that will have to be signed and we can work on those and cut some of the red tape. Uh-oh, what's with the scary music and dark uh, lighting here? This doesn't sound good. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like the look of this. Where to, Mrs. Young? Okay, they're married now, and I want to be the first to wish this beautiful, happy, beaming couple congratulations. I want to go home. Oh, no. Nancy is so sad for not getting married in the temple. Let this be a lesson to all of you out there watching. All 99.99% of the marriages on earth that occur outside of the house of the Lord. Let this be a lesson to you. This is all like I thought it would be. I want to tell my mother. But I thought this was supposed to be our honeymoon. Don't you want to go to Las Vegas, darling? Las Vegas, baby! <laughs> hey, forget everything good I said about Nancy. She's not even going to put out on her honeymoon night. No, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to go home. What's with the music? Now look, Nancy. This was mostly your idea. You called me. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't expect to be married like this. Uh-oh. Well, I'm sorry. Watch the road! I didn't want us to start out. Watch out! You're off the road! Oh, man. Wickedness never was happiness. You know, till death do they part came pretty fast. Hashtag wheat and tares. Let's all say a prayer that little David A. Bednar saves them. And uh, I like the crickets. That's a nice touch there. I like those crickets. I guess he's, he's okay. Oh, no. Fetch no. Phil, Phil, get out the consecrated oil quick. You know, where's the three Nephites when you really need them? And this would be a good time for those guys to show up. Nancy. Nancy. Oh, darling, Nancy. Hey, hold that thought. Maybe we got the three Nephites here. Wait, wait, what? What's going on here? Uh-oh. This is seriously like the ghost movie, you know, Patrick Swayze, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, where he sees himself at the end. I guess the ghost movie was, must have been based on uh, the Summer of Decision. Oh, no. And look at Nancy. She looks exactly like that girl from the Ring movie. She's not talking. Watch out, Bill. Watch out. I saw that Ring movie. You do not want to go with her. Don't do it. You know, the wages of sin is death. We now enter the lone and dreary world. The chickens are coming home to roost, Bill. You should have gone to church at Eastern while you had a chance. Nancy, wait. Why didn't you attend your freaking priesthood meetings, Brother Young? I can't move. The wait. time is far spent. Wait, there is little remaining. Wait, Nancy. No. 
Bill is wandering the mists of darkness for the wicked souls who let go of the iron rod and Lehi's vision of the tree of life. Hashtag a voice from the dust. You know, is it too late to get this marriage annulled? Maybe you can still get it annulled, Brother Young. Nancy. Nancy. Wait a minute. Nancy. What happened? What's going on? You know, I hope he's dialing Kurt McConkie. Bill needs some serious help on the double. Hello, Mr. Sheffield. How are you? As well as can be expected, considering this infernal telephone has destroyed another night's sleep. That's great, sir. May I please speak to Nancy? Oh, I suppose so. Just, oh, here she is now. Hello? Bill? You okay? Is something wrong with you? Absolutely not. I have decided to put in my mission papers, increase my tithing to 20% attend all of my priesthood meetings, and consecrate my time, talents, and everything with which the Lord has blessed me or with which he may bless me to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I guess not. Oh, honey, you can't believe how relieved I am to hear your voice. I just had the most horrible nightmare. Can I come over and see you? And can you put on that semi-transparent sap lace teddy that I like so much? Thanks, honey. Of course. Two minutes. Bye. I was frantic, Nancy. You can't believe the feeling I had. I didn't sleep much either. I really believe I prayed more than I slept. I don't know the exact answer, but I was hoping that between the two of us... I've been wrong, Nancy. I will marry you in the temple. I have to. If I were to ever lose you... Thank you, Bill. You know how much I care for you. But when you told me we couldn't be married in the temple, I... There is one more thing. Oh, no. One more thing? He's got a porn problem. I knew it. Those idiots at Eastern probably got him hooked. Yes? I want to postpone everything for a while. It isn't that I don't love you. Because I do. But there are some questions I've got to answer first. Brother Wagner thought I should talk to my bishop. And then strengthen my testimony. <sighs> and I'll be coming back here again next semester. And then, will you wait? Will you wait for me? Will I wait for you? Not a chance. Will I wait for you? Heck no. Will I wait for you? Not gonna happen. Wait a minute, he's black? <laughs> of course so. That's terrible. Okay, keep those, hey, hey, you two, keep those hands where I can see them. Keep those hands where I can see them. There you have it, folks, the summer of decision. Now, let's review a couple of the comments from this film. Another great one from Wetzel Whitaker, I agree.
The church loves to put people on guilt trip. They love it. Hey, that escalated quickly. What the hell did I just watch? Good question, my friend. Good question. Now, some of the actual uh, uh, talk here, which is like 14 pages long. So again, at the beginning, Bill and Nancy in the actual story, they're actually high schoolers. He's in the senior year. She's in a junior year. So he's going off to college the next year, and she's still remaining in high school. And yes, we do get to see uh, Brother Sheffield and the interview question at the beginning. This, this is all very uh, authentic to hear. You know, Bill, he ends up writing a lot in his diary as well, which I think is a cute touch. Now, this is where he is at the university and he's uh, listening to a particular Dr. Goldstein was a young agnostic from New York. He had come out west in his own words to broaden his experience and study the Mormons and their culture. So Eastern, I know it's I know it's called Eastern, but it's somewhere in the Western United States. And it's only like 40 minutes from state school anyway. But here he is learning about godless atheism and evolution. Here is the scene where they proposes to her in the car. That's uh, very accurate. Now, the next part here is that they get married right away. So the institute scene does not happen in the actual story. They just, boom, they get married. And sure enough, it's civil marriage outside of the temple. They have an accident. You can see here that um, Nancy here is not doing well. They disappear in the mist of darkness. All that is the same. Then he wakes up. It actually is a dream. Now, this is the part that is not in the movie is as soon as they wake up from the dream, they decide to go see the bishop. And what he does when he goes and sees the bishop is, and here he is uh, talking with his bishop, he turns in his missionary papers and he ends up going on a, a Mormon mission. He waits from the letter from President David O. McKay and Bill was jubilant. At the end of the movie, they do get married in the temple. Late in December, the date arrived and the sacred surroundings of the temple of God, the ordinances were performed and Bill Bailey took Nancy Sheffield to his lawfully wedded wife for time and for all eternity. Now, the story could end there, but this is the crazy part about the story. At the end of the story, Sister Bailey becomes ill. It begins with a cold and complications develop rapidly, and she ends up dying, and Bill is a widower. So at the end of the story, Bill's on his own yet again. The film, in my opinion, sends three primary messages to the viewers. Number one, attending higher education at a school without an institute can lead to apostasy of course, is a problem since there's no institutes in uh, international schools at this time. So if you go outside of the United States, I guess you're out of luck anyway. But that is message number one. Number two, those who doubt their testimonies or the church are lazy. Bill, he never offers one actual reason that he is having difficulty with his testimony. If he just attends church and goes to priesthood meetings, he will be fine. We found out that the church is only like 15 miles from his school. It's very, very close by. The other thing in the story is that Bill, he's uh, drinking coffee occasionally and not paying a full tithing. So Bill, as a doubter, he doesn't have any of the doubts that most people would have, which is with real doubts of the church. Most people do not leave the church over a cup of coffee. Okay, they usually have far more significant doubts, but that is never dealt with. And finally, and this is the primary message of the film, getting married outside an LDS temple leads to heartbreak and potentially even death. Get married in the temple or be prepared to lose your newlywed wife in a horrific car accident on your honeymoon night, have her turn into an undead zombie and then lose her again into the midst of eternity. And the story doesn't help either because she ends up dead in the story twice, once in the car and then once from an illness. So let me sum all this up for you. The summer of decision left me questioning my decision to watch this movie. Now, thanks so much for joining me to review this film. Please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And join us next time for the Mormon movie reviews, in which we'll, we will be reviewing Bitter Winds.
So long.